Welcome to the Love Over Fear podcast with your host, Caitlin Smith. In this space, I lead with vulnerability to help normalize struggles and create a safe space for others to do the same. We cannot heal what we hide, and I truly believe we are better together and that the power of community can heal. I'll be sharing with you mindset and holistic health practices to help you achieve whole body wellness. You will also get to hear from guests who are passionate about health and growth and leading in unique and authentic ways. Thank you for being a part of this community. Together, we can empower each other to let go of our fears and put more love out into the world. Hello listeners, I'm excited to announce a new offering. I'm now available to book one-on-one intuitive life coaching sessions. Even more exciting is that all our listeners can receive their first 40-minute session completely free with zero obligation. To book, please reach out to me via one of my socials, Facebook or Instagram. My link will be posted in the show notes of this episode. Now, I'm sure you're going to enjoy this episode as we chat with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Rena Sani. If you are someone who has struggled to get healthy and has tried everything in the book, this is the episode for you as Dr. Sani talks about her unique approach to helping heal her clients. Good morning and welcome to the Love Over Fear podcast. We have a special guest today. We have Dr. Rena Sani here with us. Um, Rena and I connected through Instagram. She's a naturopathic doctor from Kelowna. We realized that we are both really aligned in our belief that healing our emotions can help heal our bodies. Last week, we had an amazing conversation, and I knew I just had to have her on the podcast. So thank you so much, Rena, for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. We, it is our pleasure. So let's just start off by getting into why did you decide to become a naturopath? And like, have you seen your practice evolve over the years? Um, Yeah, when I became a naturopath, it kind of picked me. When I was 16, I had alopecia, which is like a circle of hair missing on your head. And my mom went to take me to a naturopath. And I was just kind of like, what is this medicine? And she was always into natural things. And the naturopath at the time told me like, this is a very hard career. You have to do a lot of schooling. Unless you're really smart, you shouldn't do it. So I just put it in the background. And I just was like, I'm not smart enough. I can't do that. And then I went on with my life. And then in undergrad, as I was finishing up my schooling, I kind of applied on a whim and got in and then moved to Toronto and started my schooling down there and had a great time actually learning and just being in that naturopathic world. And then I hit the real world coming out of naturopathic school and learned the world of business and all the fun things that that um, entails. With naturopathic medicine, it's very eclectic. So there's many ways you can go. And it took me a little bit of time to figure out how I wanted to practice. I was in Toronto for a bit, uh, maybe three years. And then I moved to Fort McMurray, Alberta. 
And at that time, I was the only naturopath up there. And I was for quite a while, actually, just until the last maybe four years ago, I think they had another one move up. Uh, and I worked with a Chinese medicine doctor and I learned a lot of Chinese medicine and it was a big influence in my practice. So I did a lot of acupuncture, learned a lot of herbs, and I started incorporating that into the way I would see a case. So a lot of um, Chinese medicine looks at the body like a circle or like a pattern. And it really helped with cases, especially that were many different symptoms and you didn't know what was going on. Um, and then I decided I should leave Fort McMurray, which was really hard. So I, I picked the city and I thought maybe Calgary. So I just uh, went to Calgary and went back and forth, actually worked part-time in Fort McMurray, part-time in Calgary. And I was finding it really hard to integrate because now there was many other naturopaths and I didn't practice like they did. I didn't do IVs or prescriptive authority and they were very supplement based or testing based and I wasn't. Um, in Fort Mac, everyone's really busy and they just don't have the time. So it was like learning how to practice really quickly and learning how to give the least amount of things with the most amount of results. And in Calgary, it just didn't seem like a good fit for me. So then I actually moved to Kelowna and that's where I started finding that I needed something more. And I started diving into the world of energy medicine and mind-body medicine. And I did my body talk course. I did Psyche, Theta, Hypno. I tried all the things and I kept finding that it was working more and more and better and better. And so it's a big part of my practice today. I love that so much. And I love how um, you said when you moved to Kelowna, you, things just open, doors just opened. Like, it's like the mindset of the community there was really aligned with what you wanted to put out. And I think that's so cool because I've seen that moving to Salmon Arm and my family just moved here based on a feeling. And the more and more people I talk to, I found that people come to Salmon Arm to heal. You don't know that that's what you're doing, but um, I do believe the universe guides us to where we're meant to best serve and meant to um, heal or whatever you're really looking for. Um, I think yeah. that's amazing. I had a similar um, experience. My parents retired here, actually in Lake Country, and I came down to help them move. And it was a huge heart pull to come here. And I literally went back to Calgary, quit my practice the next month and moved here. And just like you said, there there is something magical about Kelowna. I don't know if it's the lakes or the energy or the people. Um, people are really open to mind-body medicine, but they're open to healing, like you said. They have, they're just ready. And so I love working with people like that, people who are open to that, who are ready to like take their life to the next step. And it, it's easy sell here, like where I, when I was in Fort Mac or even in Calgary or even in Toronto, actually, um, it was harder it was harder to get people to that place for sure. Yeah, I can relate to that too. Just the conversations that I'm having here are just so much different than um, the ones I had in Prince George. Definitely mm -hmm. unlike-minded people or just some sort of energy pulls people to different geographic areas. Um, do you think you can talk a little bit more in depth about how you saw your shift with your patients when you started incorporating body work as opposed to when you first started practicing before you implemented that stuff? Yeah, I was finding that 
there was something missing. So, you know, we learn about diet therapy in school, supplementation, testing, and you learn how to treat the body. You learn how to treat the whole body. And I was doing all of that and still people were coming in and they were like, I kind of feel better, but it's not working or it was working for a while. Now it's not working. And so I'm pretty curious and I just kept searching and searching. And so as I was leaving Calgary, one of my patients told me about body talk and I took the course right before I came to Kelowna. So as I was practicing acupuncture, I, I didn't really like incorporate it right away because I didn't, first I thought it was really weird and I'm like, how am I supposed to explain this to people? So I was just like, can I just try this on you? And as they had needles in, I would just muscle test them and tell them things about their body and shift it around. And then people started coming to me being like, can you do the body talk again? And I was like, okay. So then that worked for, you know, a couple of years. And I was like, hey, this is really good. Body talk tells me so many things that I can't tell from the patient. For example, if their liver was sluggish, or maybe there was a stuck emotion somewhere, or maybe something in the past needed to be like addressed or shifted or whatever, where the patient may have not even remembered or weren't as in tune with their body. So that was good. But then after a while, I found I was the one doing the shifting and it still wasn't holding. And I would attest that a bit to like probably my own skills because I, I have not like, I didn't do body talk for that long. And I know some body talks in town are amazing and they can just shift everything at once. <laughs> so I was like still in the searching mode. So then I started doing different things. Um, Psyche uses whole brain integration uh, where you can remove trauma really easy, actually. Any type of memory or, um, for example, like I'm scared to fly and you just uh, do a cross on the body and you make the left and right brain work together and all of a sudden the person can go on a plane and fly. So it's really similar to EMDR except you're using your body. And that worked for a while too, but still it was like I was doing something for the patient. And so this thing about being empowered versus disempowered was coming up. And then I took a kind of, it kind of just all came to me, like as it kind of usually does, right? Um, I took theta healing and that is rewiring subconscious beliefs. And, and at the same time, I was taking like an intuitive hypnotherapy course. So hypno was really cool because now all of a sudden I can guide you in a meditative form to find the block and help you remove it. And then theta healing was like, now we can rewire the belief systems together. And when you use acupuncture, you're naturally throwing someone in a theta state and a theta state is just a brainwave that you're very susceptible to changing your thoughts, um, which is used a lot in hypno as well. So the combination seemed to work really well. And it's something that I do pretty much with every person now that comes to see me whenever they have acupuncture. And um, yeah, the question, I think I did a whole loop there in the question. <laughs> oh, I was, I was just going to say, okay, you gave us a lot and um, a lot of the people listening might um, have an understanding of what you're talking about. And some might be like, well, like, I don't understand. So walk us through, like, so let's say I'm the patient, I come in and I, I'm telling you, you know, I have no energy, I'm just exhausted, I maybe I'm not feeling lit up, like, where do you start? Like, how do you incorporate 
all these modalities sure. that you're speaking about. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a good place to start. So when the patient comes in, they're usually coming in because they don't feel good, just like you said. So in this case, patient has low energy, not feeling good, not lit up. Some of the things, and probably the first thing I do is look at food and not necessarily like, what are you eating? And most naturopaths do elimination diet and all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of this gold standard. In Chinese medicine, we look at the constitution of someone. So are they hot? Are they cold? Which organ systems are working better? Which organ systems are not working so good? And then we use food to support the body. So food is medicine. And when you educate someone on that, it's probably the simplest and easiest thing they can do to help balance their biochemistry. It's also the hardest if you don't know what you're doing with food. So we do talk about that. And then the second thing I always focus on if we're talking about physicals is hormonal health, um, specifically cortisol or your stress hormone, because if you're stressed, your whole body's not working properly. So you are, your female hormones are affected, your male hormones are affected, you're not sleeping properly, your thyroid's starting to go out of whack. And so if someone is stressed and they usually are because they're not feeling good, they're not getting good sleep, um, the first thing I do is support their stress hormone. And I love using the adaptogens. Herbs work really well for this and supporting like certain organ systems like the liver. And so when you support all the physicals, now someone has the energy and space to work on the emotional aspect of it. So then the question is, well, why are you not lit up? What happened? And you go back in time and, for example, just say this person is like, well, I had a really bad breakup and ever since then, it's just like I'm going through the motions, but I just, you know, I just don't feel lit up. So then, then what I usually do is I love using homeopathy. So homeopathy is like a frequency medicine. Uh, maybe you've heard of like Arnica is like the most common one. And it helps shift you back to a state that you were before the trauma happened. And it helps your body physically go back to center. So it's a really nice way to like remember how you used to be. Cause it, part of it is just remembering how does it feel like to be happy? How does it feel like to be healthy? Cause then the body can have a direction to go into, right? And then probably in the second visit, I'll do some acupuncture and that will help physically the body become unstuck. And then we drop into a meditation together. And then I'm going to help you find the part that is sad, let's say in this case, and just say whether it's a feeling or a version of yourself from the past, or like everyone has a different way of finding it because everyone's different. However, that is we make peace with this part and integrate it back into the body and then do the belief systems. And so what people find is they leave and then they come back and they feel different. Like I just had a case the other day and she was like, you know, her partner lives away and she's like, this is the first time I've met up with him. And I just feel like I don't have that apprehension for a couple of days. I can just be with him. And one of her blocks was, um, it was like being guarded, being guarded with people that were close to her. And so just, just simple things like that, right? And you're just like kind of blown away. You're like, okay, we just did one session. But the, the big thing is the patient did the work. So like your subconscious understands that when it's you versus me doing something to you. 
You are blowing my mind right now. Okay. So you just explained so beautifully how you work with the patient based on a different kind of layers. So first you start supporting health, just like the foundations, right? Nutrition, mm -hmm. stress that the stuff that, you know, has kind of slipped in society. So many of us are so stressed. So you got to just take care of the baseline first, and then you get deeper into the emotions, then the trauma, then the more little, then the patient gets in tune with what they need. And they're able to tell you, you know, like you just said, I'm feeling a little bit guarded around my husband, although the first few days I'm not when he comes back from work. And how can we work on that? And so, yeah, you, you help them get to a really like a good place. And then you're like fine tuning them based on what they're saying they need. Yeah. And the most important part about the way I work is I'm always on the body side. So for example, you could go to counseling and it would be a very mental process what are your belief patterns? Okay, this is the way you're acting. Okay, this is what needs to change. And you're just bypassing the body. Yes. And so I get, I work with a lot of counselors and I get a lot of patients who have done counseling, which is really good because they've dealt with the extreme trauma that I don't deal with and I shouldn't deal with. Um, but they're coming to me because they're still feeling unwell and they're still stuck in the story. And so it's important to come back to the body because we are all, um, we all feel like if you look at little kids, that's all they do is feel all day. Yes. And that's the first thing we know how to do. And so when you come back to the body and you let the body release what it's holding for you because it was trying to protect you and it's trying to get you through whatever you were going through, everything shifts. Like the whole energy of the body shifts. And all of a sudden the healing is like instant and all the physicals seem to just like melt away. It's like just very easy to deal with. So that's what I love doing in my practice. I think that's so amazing. I love that you, I know the last time we talked, you said something about, um, we don't always know what we're thinking, but we always know what we're feeling. Mm -hmm. So you can really help heal those, um, feelings, emotions, um, that really rung really true to me because I've sat in counselor's offices before and, and, you know, you book the appointment and then maybe by the time you go to the appointment, you're like, today, I feel kind of good. I don't, I don't really know where to start, <laughs> yeah. but those like, blocks are still there and the same patterns are still coming up. Um, and sometimes it's hard to just kind of dig in and be like, I don't, and like, why is this happening? Or why is my marriage, why are we going to these same patterns? Um, yeah. I love and, your approach. And the thing is like, you generally just don't know because a lot of people actually aren't in tune with their body. So it's something that I love teaching I do, um, I have like all these free meditations online and I do a lot of groups and I literally sit down with every single patient and teach them how to connect back with their body, how to connect back with their intuition and their feeling part. And everyone can do this. I've never met one person who can't. And it's such a beautiful process to witness someone go from, I don't even know what I'm feeling. I have no clue what's in my body to, oh my God this is coming up, this happened today. And they're just so aligned with what's true to them. Yes. Yes. I completely agree. Um, you mentioned before that you see greater healing in group settings. Do you think you can explain why you think that is and how you help facilitate that? Yeah, I, I have a really strong like heart pull to do groups. So I started doing 
little workshops here and there. And I was noticing my patients were coming back saying I had way more of an experience in group than I do one-on-one. It was more profound. And I was like, what, <laughs> why? <laughs> so I, I did some research and um, a couple things, like, I don't know if you know of Lynn McTaggart, she has a lot of research around group healing. And that was the first person I looked into and she wrote the book, The Power of Eight. And she found that there's a number between eight to 12 where if one person heals, everyone heals. And it has to do with quantum physics and it has to do with energy and the way we are as people. There's a magic number kind of thing where if I'm shifting through something, naturally the whole room will shift through it too and everyone will rise up. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you know, when you go to meditation in a group, it's so easy to meditate and then you come home and you're like, oh my God, this is so hard. Yes. Or um, maybe an easier example is I'm feeling really shitty. So I go to this dance class and they're playing a really good tune. And all of a sudden I feel really good yes. um, versus when I put the tune on at home, I'm not feeling that good. Right. So I think that we're social beings. And I think that this is this is a place of um, new research. And I think we're just kind of getting into it. I know Joe Dispenza does a lot around this as well, where I think there's a way that we support each other through our fields, through our energy, through our words that helps people shift and heal. Because the reality is, and homeopathy believes in this a lot, that anything could be your shift or your medicine. So, and we're social beings, right? So why not heal in a group? Why not support each other? A lot of, a lot of people in the past used tribes to heal, like mm-hmm. whether it was grief or through change of life anything like people would come around in a tribe and support you even through birth like the old birthing practices were women around a woman giving birth just like chanting and holding space for her and she'd be like euphorically giving birth to this baby and we look at it now and be like yeah whatever but no it's true and it and it happens right so I'm so excited to explore that and I love doing it in my group so I do like I'm holding one at the end of the month. It's like hypno So I do acupuncture and a group hypnotherapy and I make everyone write down on a piece of paper what they want to shift that day. And honestly, 99% of the time, no, I almost have to say hundred. Everyone comes in with the same problem. And it's at this point, it's like not even a joke anymore. I'm just like, oh, look, and I'll put all the papers out at the end. And be like, see, everyone has the same issue today and everyone's just blown away. And it's, it's like, what made us all come together in this one moment to heal this one major thing? Not too sure. So the power of community. That's mm-hmm. so beautiful. I believe in that too, wholeheartedly. And I've also heard lots too about, you know, say someone in your family sick and you want them to go work on themselves or, you know, they need to do self-work. Well, you know what? You can heal yourself and that will have um, a a trickle effect to them as well and that you can heal your family just by healing yourself oh absolutely yeah yeah usually if you yeah usually if you heal yourself you just notice everyone around you is just getting better exactly i've mm-hmm. noticed a shift with my my husband and i our relationship is getting so much better and we're just you know working through that and i talk about that on another podcast episode but my son is making all these comments like oh like you're happy to see dad and he just he's so in tune with our relationship and he's the one that has crohn's and not to like 
place blame on parents if your kids are sick, like absolutely not. But I do feel that a lot of his inflammation and stress could be um, because of our family dynamic in times where we've struggled. And but in the same flip of the coin, uh, he we can also help heal him by healing our relationship with each other. So I'm so excited to just kind of see how that has an effect on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I noticed by following you on Instagram that you have been influenced by lots of your travels and how you implement certain things that you've learned in your practice. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I, um, I have traveled my whole life and I've been blessed that way. My parents are from Singapore, Malaysia, so they have always just travel was always a, a thing that we did every year. Um, all over the world, all different places. And I think when I would come back as a little girl or a young teenager, I would always be culture shocked coming back into Canada and just being like, what? Like, why Why do people think this way? Or or is this really important? And it would it always made me feel very disconnected from where I was living at, wherever that was at the time. And as I got older, and I think truthfully, honestly, just even doing school in Toronto, Toronto's a beautiful place. If you haven't been, it's like a huge melting pot of cultures, especially the city. And I spent 22 to 29 in Toronto. And it really shaped the way I thought about many things. And I was blessed that I had already traveled a lot and seen different cultures. And I was like, oh my God, this is the place to live. Like everyone is just so connected and integrated. And then, of course, I moved all the way to Fort Mac, which is a completely different style of, of people and culture. <laughs> and I had to shut all that down. I shut my whole being down. And I had to integrate into society that was very different, um, really hardworking people, very community-based for sure, and very thought a certain way. Like other ideas just weren't really influenced in that culture. So... I had forgot about it for quite a while. And then just recently I started traveling again on my own, which is always different than traveling with your family. Um, I think I did China. I want to say, well, maybe that wasn't that recently. It was in 2010 or 11. And then I just did India just like maybe a month ago. Um, And I, I love traveling to, I mean, I've traveled, my sister lives in London and I have family in Australia and I've traveled around, but those, those cities always stand out to me as changing how I practice or affecting my practice because you're completely immersed into a culture that you can't speak the language. Everyone does everything differently. And it's two big hubs of medicine, right? Like Chinese medicine, which I love. And then India is like meditation, yoga, Ayurvedic medicine. And wh- why? why? Why would these places have this type of healing? And Every time I come back, it's like blown, I'm blown away at how it's woven into the culture of healing, of people just so in tune with their bodies and just knowing what to do. Um, in India, recently I went down to Kerala, which is like the Ayurvedic center of India. It's the southern tip of India. And they use simple things like food and spices as some of their medicines. And they're just so in touch with themselves like they're laughing and joking and the community, like we talked about, it's just there, even with people you don't know. And you can just feel yourself healing. Like you can feel your heart opening. You can feel your body come back to center. And then I come back here and then it reminds me like, 
oh my gosh, there is an element of healing that's missing. Yes. And this goes back to the groups and the community and feeling a part of your heart space. Because in Chinese medicine, they say the same thing, that when your heart is shut down or shut off, all the other organs don't work. It's like the circle gets stuck. Hmm. And so the solution, they call it heart shen, the solution to heart shen disturbance is to find joy because there's no supplement or medicine or anything that can, can open that up for you. And um, they say it in the West now, there's a lot of studies saying, you know, if you're uh, depressed or, or, you know, going through any type of substance abuse, you're supposed to reach out to community. And the reason is because it opens your heart space and it makes you feel things again. And when you can feel things, all the organ systems and the energy that starts moving again, and it starts healing itself because our bodies can heal itself. So I guess in a way, when I go to these places, it, it opens my mind to a different way of healing and integrating what I do. And so it's not just taking the supplements. It's not just, you know, having my regime and following my sleep, like and doing all the things and, you know, wearing a little like all the, you know, the, like the little Apple watches and everyone that everything's wearing to track everything now. Yes. I find it so funny. I actually get people to take it off when they lie on my table because it's like, <laughs> let's just get back into what do you feel instead of what your watch told you, how you feel today. And, yeah. and then no, and, and, and that's the thing is like, once your heart space is open, your intuition will tell you things like you'll start craving certain foods that don't make sense because your body wants it. Or you'll, re you'll remember this supplement that you're like, you know, what about that? And it will just kind of come to you that day. Or you'll be like, I really need to connect with this person. And then everything just starts working a lot better. So I feel like maybe in these cultures, they're just a little bit more in tune with that part of healing. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we can always learn from. I can totally attest to that. I found that shift in my life too. And that's exactly how I operate. I'll have pulls to try this certain food or go talk to this person. And in hindsight, it always makes so much sense why I got that heart pull. But I think too, in our culture, we're so distracted. We're so busy. Mm -hmm. And I bet I haven't actually traveled to either of those places, but they have a lot more um, time to be still and to be quiet so they can really start to listen to the polls. I feel like may well, I don't know if they have a lot of time because they're, they, they're like struggling to survive is, is embedded right. in, in the culture. Right. But it's like, even mm -hmm. though they have yeah. all of those problems, they still have time for community. They still have yeah. time for community. like, you can walk down the street there and ask anyone, you can just strike up a conversation and they will gladly stop and talk to you. And honestly, coming back here, you can't do that. You can't just walk down the street and start talking to someone. Yeah. Or maybe you can, but like, <laughs> um, it's, it, people look at you funny. It's, it's, and so coming back into Canada, I had to kind of readjust that, that how open I was feeling when I came back. Mm -hmm. And then I decided in my mind, I'm like, the solution to this is to create community. That's yes. That's I love that. And you are doing that with your groups. And do you have any other kind of visions to be able to do that? Or is it through the group work? I feel like through the groups, I collaborate with people. So I'm mm -hmm. doing a sound healing and acupuncture as well at the end of the month and um, stuff like this, like just talking. And then maybe in the future retreat, I would love to do a retreat as the, as I just kind of find what works with all these groups. 
Mm -hmm. um, it's really fun for me because I, I can just go rogue, right? Like I can just <laughs> go off. And, and I do have like a little membership platform where I give a meditation a month and then I do like a little teaching, but it's fun because I can also go a bit rogue and just kind of talk about what I learned that month and what I'm reading or what I feel about, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I think that's really yeah. fun because sometimes when you're under the umbrella of being a naturopath, it's, you just have to be mindful of how you present yourself. Yes. Yes. That's a good point. And so you have a space where you can let whatever is flowing to you that day, those um, heart pulls of things you want to mm -hmm. talk about, you can share. And like you said in the group, how people are showing up with the same problem. I bet there's people in your group that were needing to hear exactly what you got a heart tug to speak about on that platform. So yeah. And it's funny because like, I even feel healed after the group. Like, I, I don't know how that works, but like someone will say something and I'll be like, oh yeah. And it's, you can let the group kind of heal themselves. Like as, as a facilitator, you can honestly just let people kind of share an experience and all of a sudden everyone's kind of just doing their own work. Exactly. We've, mm -hmm. I've said it so many times on this podcast that we are our own healers. We are the CEO of our own health. And there's so mm -hmm. many guys to help us along the way. And you're a guide. You help people find their path to wellness. Oh, thank you. So empowering. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing your time with us and coming on the podcast. Do you want to share just the best way for people to reach out to you, to book an appointment with you? We'll also include it in the show notes, but if you want to mm -hmm. share here before we sign off, that'd be great. Yeah. The best way to connect with me is my website. So it's www.renasanynd.com. And I have my email on there and that's probably the best way if you really want to just talk to me because I'm usually on my email more. Um, socials are just really fun. I'm on Instagram as much as I can. <laughs> really try to be consistent with that. And yeah, and, and probably in the community, if you go on my website, I have all my community events on my community page. So come see me there too. Awesome. I'm so excited. And I'm excited to work with you with my own health. <laughs> so uh -huh. I look forward to that. And thank you so much. And we're going to yeah, thank you. Here. Thank Have you so much Caitlin, for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If it's something that felt aligned with you, please reach out and share it on your socials and help us put more love out into the world. Thank you. Love always. Your host, Caitlin.